Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, a CBS Sports podcast. I am Mike Casazza. Today is Memorial Day, and you will remember where you were if you're a fan of college baseball at West Virginia University. The Mountaineers selected to the NCAA tournament for just the 14th time in program history, the third time in the 11 seasons now with manager Randy Mazie. This will be a number two seed in the Lexington Regional, a game against Indiana to get things going. Also in the Lexington Regional, obviously, the Kentucky Wildcats and the Ball State Cardinals. That's your one seed and your four seed, and that is the group that makes up this regional. Things change quickly for West Virginia and things they hope will change quickly and dramatically based on what we saw at the end of a still special season for the Mountaineers. Just to quickly recap here, one of the top 10 teams in the country angling for a number one seed and perhaps even one of the top eight seeds. You get to host a regional, and if you're a top eight, you're a super regional team if you get through. West Virginia, a five-game losing streak, 0-3 to end the regular season and only share the conference championship with Texas and then Oklahoma State, 0-2 in the Big 12 tournament. And here we are trying to figure out if this team has lost it and if it can be found again. And to help me out, Will Aldrich is with me. Man, it feels so strange to say, oh boy, it could be so much better when you're talking about West Virginia baseball. It feels so strange to say just a number three seed. This is still a pretty good accomplishment when you step back and you look at the season, especially where it began. It just happens to be a little bit different when you are so close to it and you know where they were just two weeks ago. Tell me, well, how should people feel about this right here, right now? Yeah, well, well first, thanks for having me on fresh off the uh, the selection show. And I think once you put the initial disappointment behind you of, you know, the reality that the Mountaineers aren't going to have their own regional in Morgantown, they obviously slid towards the end of the season. And, and once you can put that behind you and, and look at where they ended up falling in this regional as a two seed uh, against Kentucky, Ball State, and Indiana, I think it's a pretty favorable draw for the Mountaineers. Obviously, it's still driving distance for some fans that, that still want to get involved in postseason baseball. And uh, yeah, just like I said, once you can put down the disappointment of not having one at Mon County Ballpark, um, I, I think this is still a situation that that should excite Mountaineer fans. And, and there's certainly still a lot of baseball to be played. What do we know about these teams here? I look at things and as I was trying to get ready and I was eyeballing regionals and also knowing I'm not going to be here for this, so what do I care? But I was curious, would they end up in Charlotte? So would they end up in Lexington? Those are two I saw. But I also know that SEC baseball, terrific. Kentucky, not a team that you ordinarily associate with one of the big bats, the big programs in the SEC. But 
there are some metrics that say that they are perhaps underrated, underseeded when you look at the big picture here, too. And they've had a very good season. Um, this is the number one seed here, the team you probably have to go through. You certainly have to deal with their fans. Let's just start right there at the top. What can West Virginia expect from being in Lexington and perhaps in the second day or second game seeing the Wildcats? Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, you know, just looking at their conference record, 16 and 14, that's enough to do it in the SEC this year. Obviously, the SEC had uh, the most ever regional host. They had half of their half the uh, half the teams in the conference comes from the SEC in terms of regional hosts. So, 16 to 14 is certainly enough to put them as a one seed. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's funny. We've been talking about how the Mountaineers had a little bit of trouble against some of those power arms against Texas and in the Big 12 tournament. And uh, I, I think this is really going to be a offensive heavy regional um, just looking at Kentucky um, it's all about act, uh, outfielder senior outfielder Jackson Gray they got a guy that 363 514 on base percentage uh, they also got Amelia Amelian Petrie Hunter Gilliam those are two guys also batting above 300 and you know you look at their their rotation it's been a little bit inconsistent they've kind of bounced around Friday and Saturday starters um, just a, a 4.33 ERA that's only fifth best in the SEC uh, similar numbers for for Indiana. They have had a couple all-conference guys, but when you look at this conference as, or this regional as a whole, it's going to be very offensive heavy, and I think that bodes well for the Mountaineers who have had some some struggles with some of those power arms in recent weeks. How about the environment? Indiana not not terribly far away. West Virginia not terribly far away. Ball State kind of in the same situation here too. Regionally, that works. They like to do that. Uh, they set their single season or excuse me, single game attendance record this year at their park. Um, it holds 2,500. They had 5,200 in there for a game. Um, it can get rowdy there too. Um, I don't know, like how 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 festive could this be? Obviously, it's going to be a big deal. It's SEC baseball. This is a spike season for Kentucky, but you're going to have fans from other schools there. This this might be might be quite an environment. Yeah, I'm excited to see how how Kentucky baseball kind of Wildcat Nation shows out for this. And obviously, Big Blue Nation is known for kind of those rabid environments that they have on campus for the at the basketball. Uh, for the basketball team, but I'm excited to see how kind of how their fans rally around this team, similar to how the Mountaineer fans did uh, back when they hosted the regional a few years back. And like I said, it's still driving distance for Mountaineer Nation, so I'm expecting to see a good amount of fans there uh, on the WV side as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, even Ball State, you know, kind of a a program that that doesn't have these opportunities very often. I'm excited to see kind of these these four schools show out. And uh, I think it's going to be an incredible atmosphere for an up-and-coming SEC program. All right, let's go back for a second here. I think I'm, I'm listening to myself speak as I'm talking to you, and I, I believe I said that they were the three-seed in the region. They're playing the three-seed. They are the two-seed. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that straight. Um, but could that be different? I guess maybe they could be a three because they've slid. Um, maybe the body of work was so good that it was respected for a two. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. The two and the three are going to play each other. The three and two are going to play each other probably have to get past the one at some point if you want to win this thing. I get that. But um, agree, disagree, a two, how close do you think it could have been to a three? I don't know. Do we make anything about actually getting a little bit of credit for being a two and not being a three right now? Because you could probably argue, hey, they kind of deserved a three the way they finished. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess there's half glass full, half glass empty kind of ways to look at it. I mean, you look at their conference record, 15 and nine. Obviously, it was a down year for the Big 12. I, I think a two, looking at their overall body of work, a, a two, I think it's certainly fair. Um, I think a, a three would have been a little bit disappointing. Maybe you're, you know, kind of recency bias kind of thing. I think a two seed is is right around what I what I thought they'd end up being. And um, 
I was happy to see that that the selection committee kind of rewarded their whole body of work um, instead of kind of a, a pretty poor final two weeks of the season. All right, we talked about the one seed. We talked about the two seed here. They open up against the three. That's Indiana. Take me through the Hoosier. Here's a program they played a few times, but not since 2013. That's Randy Macy's first season. So not a lot of familiarity here. West Virginia had great success against some bad Big Ten teams in the conference or non-conference play this year. This might be a little bit different, though. Yeah, I mean, Mountaineer fans have, have been kind of used to some of the teams they've been playing as of late, kind of the Texases, Texas Techs, those really big power lineups. And this this actually is not one of those. This is uh, a lineup that that makes their mark on kind of their on-base percentage. They got a lot of guys, a lot of, a lot of really quality hitters. They have five guys batting over 300, two guys batting over 350. Uh, catcher Brock Tibbetts and, and infielder Philip Glasser. Those are their, their two big guys at the top of the lineup. Um, a 5.16 team ERA. So like I said, it's pretty similar to Kentucky that kind of leaves the door open for, for the Mountaineer lineup. If they want to get hot, if they want to kind of go back to the way they're playing during the middle of the conference play. Um, I, I think this is a huge opportunity for them to, uh, to put up a big number, a crooked number on this, uh, on this, uh, pitching staff. And, and if they want to pick up some momentum, I think this is a perfect situation to do so. Some numbers there that just stand out to me as I was going through their box score here. Um, winning percentage is pretty good, obviously. How do they get there? Is it offense? Is it defense? Is it pitching? Probably a little bit of each, but batting average, almost 300. You said five guys. Uh, they're 299. So that's pretty good. That'll get you there. But also some weird things about how they get runs. They're 25th in runs, so they score a lot. 68th and on base. They don't really excel there. They do not hit home runs. Their slugging percentage is not terribly high. Uh, but man, sacrifice bunts, they do that. Sacrifice flies, they do that. They don't steal bases and they strike out a whole lot more than they walk. If they put the right pitcher out there, West Virginia's pitching could maybe look a little bit better than it has lately based on what we think we know about the Hoosiers offense. Yeah, I mean, they have guys that can steal. Um, they can certainly drop on sound when they need to. I think that would, that's a really, that's such an interesting first first round matchup going against Indiana. Two similar styles of play in the sense that I don't look at the Mountaineer lineup as a crazy power heavy lineup uh, certainly a lot of guys that can get on base but once you get into regional play it's you know how can you score one run how can you score two runs um just really getting any kind of offense you can to win each game one at a time and i think that small ball will, will certainly play a role in this first game uh, especially if uh the pitchers get uh, get off to a good start and uh runs are of necessity Yep, 25th with 461 runs this year. That's not really a great metric. Runs per game would be better. In scoring, a little bit more indicative, 7.8 runs per game. That's number 43. Batting average, like we said, number 45, just under 300. How they get around the bases is very interesting. So we'll see. Not, not big flies, but they do get sack flies. They don't steal bases, but they can actually move when they do get on. It seems like they can score some runs. How do we counter that? We'll see because we'll just go to the big question. Who do you run out there the first game, Will? We saw them experiment a little bit with David Hagman. Not sure that was a failure. I'm not sure it was a success. I'm not sure what to do with that now, too. But, boy, um, you'd really like to have a win right now and not have six straight losses. The mojo completely out of the picture with no way to retrieve it and then staring at another elimination game here. Um, big decision, I would think. Maybe it's not even a decision. Maybe just go out there at Hampton. Maybe go Hagman again. Um, any indications or any thoughts on what they may do? Yeah, I think obviously the big questions Mountaineer Nation is looking at right now is can WVU turn the page? Can they completely reset? They've had a good amount of time off uh, after their last loss. After after their last loss, and you know if you want to completely reset and try to 
play similar to how you were during the middle of conference schedule, I think you have to go back to Ben Hampton. Uh, you have to trust what worked for the majority of, of conference play and throughout the, throughout the entire season as a whole. Um, I would go Ben Hampton. I, I, I think, especially considering how big that first game is, uh, I don't have any kind of stat in front of me, but it, it seems like you really got to get that first one if you want to have a chance of, of advancing. And I think you put out Ben Hampton uh, game one. And uh, I, I think you just have to trust at this point that a guy who's been in this program that long um, can, can kind of step up at the right time and, and, and deliver a great game on the mound. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What did you think of Hagman? That's neither one of your picks or my picks that we've talked about as a alternate first game starter in the series. We, we kind of kicked around the freshman as possibilities before in uh, Estridge. That was your guy. Uh, Hagman's not a guy that we had really thought about. He'd been so good at the bullpen. Um, I don't know, small sample. It's obviously a big change for him there. But what did you take of his first start against uh, in the Big 12 tournament? Yeah, it was a little bit surprised. I'm not going to lie. I, I really didn't see that coming. Um, I, I thought that he had a really good thing going in the bullpen. Obviously, he's been one of the most reliable arms in that bullpen. Um, so I wasn't expecting him to get the ball right away. Um, I think it was an interesting move. I think it kind of showed a lot about the upcoming seasons that he he is a guy that it's a you know possible Friday, Saturday guy. In terms of starting in a regional, again, I, I, I'll just stick to it. I, I can't really see that happening, especially when you have two guys who – looking at the season as a whole, have been relatively consistent. Um, but if you need him maybe later on uh, to eat up a significant amount of innings, maybe one of those two starts don't go well. Uh, I, I think there's certainly a chance that you could see him in there in long relief. All right. Mentioned the one, covered the two versus three game. We have not talked about the four. One way or another, West Virginia could see the four seed in the second game, either in a loser's game or a winner's game. An upset would send Ball State through against either the two or the three. A loss would send them to the loser's bracket is against either the two or the three here. Mid-American Conference, they have some all-conference talent. They do some things well enough to be on this stage. What are those strengths? Yeah, two names I'm going to look at. Um, they they have arguably the best hitter and the best pitcher in the MAC. Uh, Trenor O'Donnell, 2.98 ERA, one of the tops in the league. And then Decker Scheffler, batting 388. Those are two guys that that really stood out to me. Um, really allowed them to have this season. They've been so dominant all year long. Um, and, and I'm expecting Trenner to, to go that first game. And if they can get a win, and there's certainly a chance that the Mountaineers could match up against them. And a team like that, who is such underdogs, it, it doesn't seem like they have anything to lose. They're going up there against, you know, some, some bigger programs. And it's always fun watching those underdog teams compete here in the regionals. They played twice before, both times in February, neutral sites. This will be another neutral site game if they do play each other. West Virginia 2-0 in that series. 
have a third one on a neutral site with a lot at stake one way or the other. Either someone's going home or, or someone's going through. We'll see what happens on that one there, too. Before we go, Will, just a couple things. Um, Big 12 tournament, uh, not exactly chalk. Conference champions, conference champions didn't really vindicate themselves. Oklahoma State went the furthest, did not take home the trophy. It goes instead to TCU. Um, TCU red hot all of a sudden, 15-3, not the same team that we saw against West Virginia late in the schedule, but have been very good since then, which maybe isn't a surprise. And perhaps they're a team expected to go the furthest now out of these Big 12 teams. But what do you make of the Big 12 tournament? What do you make of how they are represented in the postseason field here? And and I don't know, does this regular season, which, as you said, not up to the standard of the conference, doesn't nevertheless prepare teams for this part of the season? Yeah, I mean, people talk all the time about kind of it being a down year for the Big 12, but you look at the field as a whole and you get six of nine teams, six of nine teams in the field. Um, I think that's certainly impressive. Obviously, TCU's had this late run here and, and, and Texas Tech's gone hot, teams like that. So I, I think the representation for the Big 12 is strong. Um, Mountaineers obviously were on the losing end in the tournament, um, kind of still feeling those effects from Austin, um, weren't able to, weren't able to win anything when 0-2. But, you know, I think that it's it's been long enough where I think I could see them turning the page. I, I wouldn't be shocked. I think that, you know, obviously a lot of fans are disappointed, but just looking at this as a new opportunity, um, and as a reset, and it's going to be interesting to see if I just think that they just have to get that one win out of the way, just break up that losing streak. And and if they can do that, I, I think they could win this regional. I think they have a chance. What do you make of Oklahoma getting in Kansas state? Not that seems to be the one question mark. A lot of people have and like, Oh boy, sec, here comes Oklahoma. Maybe that's a little bit too uh, fanatical of a response, but that could have been an either or thing. And it tends to go to Oklahoma now instead of Kansas state, even though, you can maybe look at some indications that say Kansas State belongs in and maybe ahead of the Sooners. Yeah, that's that's certainly interesting. I, I think most projections that I was looking at had K-State over Oklahoma. Um, it's just teams get snubbed every year. Um, that's an unfortunate one. I was a little bit surprised. It was a little, you know, pretty similar Oklahoma and K-State to when the Mountaineers played them. It was, I think the run differential was pretty similar. They took two out of three from each of those teams. Um, so, so nothing really to tell based on the WV series, but yeah, I, I, I thought it, uh, Kansas State deserved it over Oklahoma, but we'll see if uh, see if Oklahoma can prove us wrong there. All right, here we go. We're gonna fix everything right now. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, I think we know the obvious things here. They should pitch better. Maybe they should score some runs. But are there situations? Are there spots in the lineup? Are there individuals that you have your trained eye on here? Will that the little pictures can make up the big picture? Who is somebody? What is something? When is a moment that has to be better for West Virginia? So this isn't a a quick trip to Lexington. So they actually do play well and maybe play on. And who knows? Go on to the next round here. Make everybody feel better if they see a couple of things happen. Yeah. Let's just look at the top of the lineup. Um, You have your senior leader, uh, Tevin Tucker. I think just things go. The offense runs so much more smoothly when he gets on base. Um, I think I can see him trying to play small ball. Um, they had so much trouble again in Austin and in, in, in the Big 12 tournament manufacturing runs. So let's see Tevin Tucker drop down a bunt. Let's get, see if once he gets on base to lead off an inning, it really sets up the entire order. J.J. Weatherholt has an opportunity to hit with a runner on base. Um, obviously, with his average, he gets on a lot. Caleb McNeely right behind him and Grant Hussey and Landon Wallace. All those guys, I think it goes back to the top of the order. Can they get leadoff runners on? 
And then once they get them on, can they move them on or over? Bunt them over, sacrifice ground out, whatever it is. Um, try to score first, try to score run right there in the first inning. If they can have their pitchers start ahead um, with a lead, I, I think that'll be very significant um, to kind of how their how their time goes in Lexington. Have you seen the park? I have. What do you think? Because I'm looking at right field as 320 down the line. Yeah, I mean, this could, like I said, it's not a power-heavy uh, group here out of these four teams, but I, I think the Mountaineers certainly have guys in their lineup um, that can go that way. So I don't expect too many home runs, um, maybe on a bigger field, but yeah, it, it, certain, hopefully it certainly opens up that uh, that possibility. Here's your dimension. Standard 400 to center field, 375 to left center, 335 to left. I think that's probably pretty common. I'm not saying that's universal, but those aren't surprising numbers. 365, 320, right center, right field. If you're left-handed, you can hit the ball. If you can pull the ball out of there, that mm, that's going to be inviting, I think, for some people. And also, like, you got to be careful if you're a West Virginia pitcher going that way, too. I'd have to look into the the stats there. How many balls flew out of that park? And I don't know, is it windy? So on and so forth. But uh, what I've been told to is they have an awesome scoreboard there. It's one of the biggest uh, scoreboards in college baseball, too. So if you're going to the game, hey, enjoy the scoreboard, I guess. If you're going to the game, maybe let us know. We can uh, get you on staff, taking pictures or, I don't know, giving us ambiance there. because. Baseball coming up, West Virginia in the postseason. Where, when do they begin? Well, we talked about the stadium and, and where they're going to play, but television, days, times, what do we know so far? So it's going to be Friday at 12 o'clock. Um, still looking for, I, I believe it's going to be the ESPN Plus. Um, I don't think they've released that information yet. Unless I'm completely wrong on that. Yeah, sometimes I like to have those things rolled out and ready to go. Maybe it's like the NCAA basketball tournament. They all fill that stuff in sometime afterwards. But I believe that that is their vehicle, ESPN+. Plus. Lots of games, lots of inventory they can fill up there, so that should be good. Anything else that we have not covered, Will, you think is important or you think is worth noting or watching or paying attention to as we get ready for this next phase for the Mountaineers? You just got to completely flip the script. Um, obviously, they've, they've had this long losing streak, but once you get into regional play, sometimes these two seeds are dangerous. I think the Mountaineers are certainly in a position – where they can get hot at the right time, get some momentum back, and, and make a run as a two-seed. Um, they are lined up where the winner of this regional will likely have to go up against LSU, um, just kind of forward-looking. I think they're going to – just the most dominant team, I think they'll be able to run that that part of the regional. But the winner of this Lexington regional will, will likely go up against LSU, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, we will be there as this happens, um, paying attention. Seeing this team could snap a five-game losing. It hadn't happened to them very long. It happened right now, but that, that could be put in the past. If the worst thing that happened was you fell apart at the end of the season, you still got a two-seed in the regional. That can't be too bad. Thanks to Will Aldrich for helping us out, giving us some information on the Kentucky Wildcats, the Indiana Hoosiers, and, of course, Ball State. We'll see who wins Friday's game and who is the opponent in the next stage for the Mountaineers. Until then, I am Mike Casaza. That is Will Aldrich. We will talk to you next time. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!